This podcast was created for the entrepreneur who wants a business that is consistent, profitable, and doesn't rely on them all the time. In each episode, we go over all the ways your business can create wealth that pays you right now and forever. I'm your host, Haley Burkhead, and I'm here to show you how to make it all happen. There are three reasons why most people don't become wealthy. So let's go through each one together. That way we can avoid these traps. So number one is the lack of knowledge. Not many people know what wealth looks like and how to create it. Knowledge is power. And what solves this block is awareness. You know, if you, I mean, really, let's think about school. Let's think about your parents. Let's think about your friends. Like, Who talks about wealth on a daily basis in a knowledgeable way that doesn't sound like a confusing foreign language? You don't really hear that often. I know I definitely didn't. Um, I grew up middle class, so I wasn't around anyone who had wealth. And I don't think that having wealth or not having wealth is better or worse. I think it just gives you more freedom in life. Like the level of freedom you have in life is different, but it's not better or worse. But if you are someone, I was someone who wanted that freedom in life, I wanted the luxury of choice of how I got to spend every second of my day, that is where wealth comes in. And so the lack of knowledge really keeps people from this. And then there's the thought of even if you do, I mean, you have access to this knowledge, right? But when you read it, when you hear it, what do you hear? It's just a confusing language that sounds very broish or sounds like a foreign language or just it sounds unattainable. It doesn't sound accessible. And so what do we do? We write ourselves out. We go, oh, not for me, you know. Now, the second one is lack of intention. So just building a bigger business and trying to impress other people with no real strategy of what to do with the profit. It is crazy how common this is. I'm sure that you have seen this in the industry. Maybe you're doing this in the industry, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. I was doing this for years, almost a decade. It was, well, not really to impress other people, but Maybe, but to impress like me, I I wanted to be liked, you know, and I thought, well, if I have a bigger business, then maybe other people will like me. Maybe I'll fit in in this group. And I had no strategy at all with what to do with the profit. If I did, if I would have known this stuff years ago, oh my goodness gracious, (laughs) I would probably, my net worth would probably be over 10 million than what it is right now. So that's how big of a difference this makes. I think the lack of intention, vision solves this block for sure, but what are we surrounded with when it comes to messages? And that's why I created this podcast, because I wanted you to be surrounded with a message that wasn't like this. But what are we typically surrounded with? How to make more money, make more money, make more money quicker, make more money faster, right? All the things. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I just think there should be a conversation around why you're wanting to make more money. Because I loved making more money for the game of it. 
I love the game of business. I love the game of wealth. You know, money, I, I don't have a ton of attachment to it. I do think at the beginning of my business, to be completely transparent with you, I did want a bigger business to be liked. I didn't really fit in very well growing up. And so I think there was a subconscious need I was trying to fill of, well, if I'm really good at business, then people will respect and appreciate me and they'll want me to be in their friend group. And that's <laughs> and that's all ego, right? That's all ego. And ego's not bad. It's not good. It just is what it is. But sometimes your ego can create actions that are very unskillful for what you're wanting to create. What I really wanted to create at the end of the day was freedom. And so if I was to reverse engineer freedom, a bigger business is just making more work for myself. And okay, I I do want to caveat with that though. Just because you have a bigger business actually doesn't mean you work more. Um, I think there's definitely more responsibilities and expectations on you as a leader, but I worked way less. Like when I had a six million business compared to a hundred thousand dollar business, oh my gosh, the amount of the, the hours of I mean, I probably worked two to three hours a day compared to you know eight to twelve hours a day. So it's not that you're working harder all the time, just depending on how your business model is set up. But this is where it all comes down to vision. We need to have a vision. What is the intention of this business? Because for you, is it to make a certain amount of money? Well, if it is, okay, let's talk about that. How can we make that amount of money? Use your business to make that amount of money outside of your business. Now you have that paycheck forever because it doesn't matter what happens to your business now. You can keep it as a as a fun project, as a passion project. How cool is that? It can turn into more of a mission. That's what inspired me. That's the vision that inspired me. Okay, now let's get to the third one, which is lack of abundance. This is where you're not really having enough money to make strategic investments. Now, if you've listened to episode three, then you know the wealth systems and there is a $0 investing approach. You do not have to have money, but the lack of abundance does close some doors when it comes to wealth. And if you look at the $0 investing approach, it's about making money with active money makers. So you're still making money regardless. But strategy that leads to profit solves this block, whether it's we have two types of strategy inside of the disruptor. So the first is business, the second is wealth. So you can go the wealth strategy that leads to profit, cool. Or you can go the business strategy that leads to profit or both. I mean, I do both. but. The business strategy, that's what we're going to be using, the predictable profit model. And that's what's going to solve that block, is knowing exactly how you are going to be making profit. And I like to make sure that my business and my wealth creates predictable profit, and my wealth creates predictable paychecks. So that's what I like. Just as I think all of us have the reptile brain, all of us have, we're animals at the end of the day, right? And so we like to keep ourselves safe. And that is what feels safe to me is I can predict paychecks coming in. You know, before I had a kid, I worried less about covering everything because I was like, we'll figure it out, you know? Now that I have a kid, there is a responsibility. It's like, well, he he can't really pay the bills. It's it's all on me. Healthcare, insurance, bills, lifestyle, that is on me. And I am the one that funds everything. And so if I mess up, 
what happens? It affects my family. And so there that and and before my family was just Creed and I. And I'm like, it's not a big deal. But man, putting a kid in the mix, it really has given me a new perspective on the word safety. <laughs> and using my business and wealth to provide sustainable safety so I never have to worry or be anxious about that. And that's what strategy at least to profit. It solves that block of abundance. Okay, now let's talk about mindset because this makes it way easier. Imagine there's a path and you're putting up obstacles in front of you every mile. Why? Why add more obstacles than necessary? Here's how to think so the game of wealth is easier to play. The mindset will help you create and keep wealth. Basically, you're not putting obstacles up every mile. So there are three types of mindsets, okay? I want you to stay open and I want you to stay self-aware as I explain each one, knowing that each are neutral. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's about choosing the skillful path based on what you want. You can make a lot of money with each mindset, but here we are moving towards the direction of being worth a lot of money, not just having a lot of money. Okay, so survival. Survival mindset tends to prioritize moment to moment, aka whatever feels good in the moment, that's what they do. Now, the safe mindset tends to prioritize month to month, aka whatever secures their month to month safety, that's what's going to be the driver of their decisions. Now, the strategic mindset, thoughts tend to prioritize money making more money, AKA, whatever multiplies money, then they take that extra money, they keep multiplying it using compound interest and asset strategy. This is my favorite mindset. And again, it's, there is no right or wrong mindset here, okay? It is okay to think whatever you think. It is okay. We're going to look at thoughts and behaviors and patterns, and you're going to say, oh, I definitely identify more with this type of mindset. That's not right. It's not wrong. It's not bad. It's not good. It just is what it is. I want to remind you that. I don't want you to use this as a tool for, oh, I'm not where I need to be. It's like, no, let's just be aware of where we are. And then let's be aware of where we want to be, where we want to go, and what mindset is going to help us get to where we want to go. Because again, you can make money with either of any of these mindsets. It's just the process of making money is going to be very different, and the amount of money is typically going to be very different. Strategic mindsets tend to be very wealthy and have predictable paychecks coming in while it multiplies, right? Safe mindsets tend to have their month-to-month covered, but they're usually cutting it close and they make decisions based off of emotional safety instead of actual financial security. They tend to let emotions, not data, drive their decisions. And survival is just like so sporadic and chaotic (laughs) Um, that, yeah, they're totally thinking moment to moment, which gives them fleeting fleeting moments of happiness and joy when they're spending, but it's not actually helping them long-term. Okay, let's get into it more. So survival, they feel victimized by the system. They are spending without any strategy because spending is great. I spend money all the time. I probably spend over $100,000 a month, not personally. Um, but I I mean, yeah, within business and personal, I mean, I, I spend money. But when I spend money, there is a strategy attached to it. And I every dollar I have is assigned a job. It's, okay, dollar number one, dollar number two. And if there's $1,000, okay, 
thousand jobs. Well, these five hundred dollars are going to go here. So each five hundred of you, here is your job. Here's what I want you to do. With a survival mindset, you don't have any of that. It's like, oh well, I have this much money, or I have access to a credit card. I really want this purse, or I really want this car, or I really want whatever. And there's not really a strategy. It's just I want, I want, I want. And again, not a bad thing. It's just. Is that getting you to where you want to go? Is that skillful? That's the question I want you to ask yourself. Because it could be, but it might not be, right? Okay, and also limiting beliefs. Big time in survival. There's there's a lot of assumptions about money, a lot of beliefs about money, usually passed down by parents the, the way they grew up. That's typically um, what's happening here, which is really keeping them stuck. Okay, so now we're going to dive more into the safety mindset. They participate in the system. They know how to create safety by participating in the system. They have that locked in, locked down. They focus on feeling secure and safe, not actually being secure and safe. Um, lo- so, for instance, I'll well, I think I'm going to get into this example a little bit later, but I'll briefly mention it just in case I'm not. But feeling secure and safe would be buying a $500 home in cash instead of taking out a loan and using financial arbitrage to actually make more money. And there's really cool things you can do that actually increase your net worth by leveraging financial arbitrage, which basically means while your money grows at a higher rate than the amount of money that you borrowed. That's a long explanation. So I think I'm going to be bringing this up later. And if not, I'm going to try to remember (laughs) the episode. And if I don't remember, DM me on Instagram and I'll create a whole episode on it. I pinky promise. I created the Disruptor, an interactive membership for any entrepreneur who wants predictable profit in their business and a life of wealth outside of their business. Join entrepreneurs that are thinking bigger without adding more to their plate inside for $75 a month at thedisruptor.com slash ready. Once you're in, you'll access all the step-by-step processes and tools that I use in my business and every business I invest in to lock in predictable profit. You'll also immediately get access to a community that shares big ideas, live support twice a month with an expert, and your customized wealth game plan. Imagine it kind of like a tangible step-by-step roadmap to your wealth goals. So come join the wave of entrepreneurs who are creating this for themselves at thedisruptor.com ready. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, loves a financial comfort zone for the safety mindset. Ooh, financial comfort zone. It's like you got your gravity blanket. You're like super cozy. You're watching your favorite show. Mine is like Modern Family or Schitt's Creek or whatever. That is what your financial comfort zone looks like. Is that serving you? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. They always look for the right answer. There's no real curiosity. It's very rule-based thinking. Very, very rule-based thinking, Um, which I like to break rules. So (laughs) I'm like, what's a rule, right? What's a rule? Okay, now the strategic mindset, they actually beat the system with strategy, and they view making money like a game of chess. They understand the rules to create a chain of multiplying money. Now, let's go back to survival. Here is something I've heard. I make a lot of money so I can spend money on whatever I want. 
Now, spending is not the villain. Spending without strategy can be. Is all of your extra money being funneled into a lifestyle that you have to maintain without having money, making more money in the background? Having cash to spend versus growing your personal net worth that will give you cash to spend are two very different things. Viewing money as something that is there to make you feel good in the moment is short-term thinking, which is not wrong, but it is not skillful if your goal is to be wealthy, where your money makers, your money machine that we are talking about, replaces the need to work because you're chasing a lifestyle first before securing money growing in the background that fuels your lifestyle. Now, the second thing I've heard from survival mindsets is my current lifestyle is more important than my future. Saving and investing takes away from money I could be spending now. Also, (laughs) investing isn't actually saving, um, but I'm not going to get on that rant. But I think a lot of people think of wealth as saving money. And it's because most of us are taught with a very middle-class mindset, which is saving, high-interest savings account, right? You put money to save for security because it'll cover your month-to-month. That is a safety mindset, um, which, I mean, yeah, save, of course, but investing isn't the same thing as saving. But, okay, I'm going to go back to the quote and explain that and not get on my rant. Okay, so thinking about how money can benefit the moment instead of how money can grow more money to create easier moments for the rest of your life, this is why most survival-type thinkers don't end up with wealth because their thought patterns prevent them from taking a long-term approach to money that gives them consistent wins instead of one big win in the current moment. Now, let me dive into what I mean by long-term approach to money. Because long-term approach to money doesn't mean 5, 10, 15, 30 years from now. Long-term approach could be 30 days from now. Short-term win is moment to moment, second to second. If you think beyond that, you could get a moneymaker within less than 30 days that pays you for the rest of your life. An active moneymaker, right? So that's something to consider is long-term is totally arbitrary. What does that mean to you? Because to me, long-term can mean 10 days, you know? Okay, I just wanted to make sure to bring that up because I don't want you to create a rule in your head when I say long-term and you think, oh, that's forever away. And maybe I should have chose a better word for that, but I couldn't think of one. So it is what it is. Okay, another one um, for survival mindset is wealthy people are bad. I have heard this multiple times from family members, um, from... I. I have, yeah, I've been told this a lot. And I think attaching morals to money instead of morals to the character of the person is what is happening here. There are good and bad people that don't have a lot of money. There are good and bad people that do have a lot of money. This limiting belief makes us feel safe, but it can be very, very limiting. Okay, here is the example. Yes, I'm so glad I put this in the outline. Sometimes I forget what I put in the outlines, but I did the house example and I cannot wait to share it with you. Okay, so we're going to go into the safety mindset here. I'm going to pay for this house in full with cash because not having monthly payments feels easy and safe to me. Okay, let's say the house cost a million dollars, just for the sake of easy math. Instead of paying for the house in full, you can put that money into a wealth portfolio, the passive money maker that we've been talking about in previous episodes, that grows at an average of 7 to 10%. From this portfolio, you can pull up to $2,500 a month as a paycheck, which pays for the mortgage while the total amount keeps growing. Okay, now let me break down the math here. You have two scenarios. Scenario one, 
You pay for the house in cash, a million dollars, pay it in full. Your monthly payment is zero dollars, okay? Scenario number two, as a down payment, you put $200,000 down. Now, what happens to the other $800,000? Well, you're gonna go and you're gonna put that in a wealth portfolio, okay? Now, your monthly payment is going to be $2,000. So what we're gonna do is we are gonna use the wealth portfolio and pull a $2,000 paycheck to cover that monthly payment while the total amount of money in that portfolio grows and grows and grows year to year. In five years, that amount of money in the portfolio turns into $1.22 million. In 10 years, that amount of money grows to $1.98 million, so $2 million. You have now created $1.2 million in 10 years by this one decision. That, (laughs) you see what I'm saying is not making decisions off of an emotion and making decisions off of, of what you're wanting. You want freedom, right? You have the money. Let's make sure we're spending strategically. Let's make sure we're understanding the rules of the game. Okay, now, this, I hope I hope that was helpful and I hope breaking all that down. Now, another phrase that I hear from a safety mindset is cash is safe. Okay, feels safe by watching cash add up in their bank account. I get it. I, I feel the same thing. I think that's a natural instinct. You're like, if you view money as safety and you see money growing in a bank account, that's more safety, right? One plus one equals two. If one is safe, one plus one is more safe. (laughs) So I totally get that. But what I want you to realize is that every asset class has pros and cons. So here are the asset classes I'm gonna go through. Stocks, bonds, cash, and real estate, okay? So the pro to stocks is they grow far above inflation. The con of stocks is that they tend to be volatile, which means it's a long-term play, not a short-term play, okay? Now, bonds, high likelihood you're going to get your money back. The con is that you get a lower rate of return. Now, the cash, it's easily accessible. You can pull it at any time, and it doesn't fluctuate. The con of cash is inflation eats away at its purchasing power over time. So if you have $100,000 in a bank account in five years, it's not actually worth that $100,000 it was five years ago. Inflation eats away at what you can actually purchase with that. Now, the pro of real estate is it's an asset value that grows over time, and you can also pull an income stream that keeps up with inflation. The con of real estate is it's not a liquid asset, which means you can't just sell it immediately. That's an option, but what if it doesn't sell? So a liquid asset is anything that you can touch that money immediately. You can pull it whenever you want. An illiquid asset is you can't do that it's also subject to unexpected damages and cost. So there's pros and cons of everything, and that's what's important to keep in mind here. Abundance and wealth are the same thing. That's the third phrase in the safety mindset. Now, there's a big difference between I made a lot of money and I'm worth a lot of money. What's the difference? Having a lot of cash to spend is temporary. If you let the cash sit, it goes down in value year after year. If you spend the money on something, then you have that thing. But if you can't resell it in the future for more money, that beats the rate of inflation, then the present moment is not setting you up for your future moments. Your personal net worth is the combined value of your assets. Businesses, real estate, cash, investment. These assets can pay you every month while it keeps multiplying and growing itself. Now let's get into the strategic mindset. 
Putting money into investing isn't a sacrifice. It's creating an opportunity for my future. Thinking about financial security for the long term, not just in the present moment, instead of viewing saving as a sacrifice, which again, it's not saving, um, because it takes away from what I could spend money on right now, it's an opportunity to multiply money and create a limitless supply of it. That's the difference here. So if you have cash, you're like, I could go buy a boat (laughs) or I can put money into a wealth portfolio and the wealth portfolio, while it multiplies, will buy a boat for me. That's the difference. It's creating a limitless supply of money. So how do I use the rules of the game to my advantage? That's the question that the strategic mindset is always asking themselves. Leading with curiosity to understand the rules instead of feeling the need to protect myself from the system or get mad at how it works. Choosing to not look for danger so they can defend themselves from someone or something taking away money, aka security. Instead, choosing to understand the ins and outs of how money can multiply itself. Using the system this way, they can be strategic with their money, their choices, and their time. So the third thing I hear them say is, will I make money by taking on debt? If you have 1 million in a wealth portfolio growing at 8% on average year to year, but let's say you wanna get a house. A loan with a 3% interest rate makes more sense than using cash or pooling from your portfolio. Here's why. Your money is still growing at a 5% difference. This is called financial arbitrage. So $500,000 in your portfolio can actually make you $40,000, okay? So if you decide, I'm not going to take out $500,000 for my portfolio, or I'm not going to do that, I'm, I'm going to take go take out a loan. Well, a loan is just buying money. So instead of using your own money, you're going to go to a shop or a bank, <laughs> and you're going to say, hey, I want to buy money. The interest rate is the cost of what it is to buy money. So in this case, in this scenario, it will cost you $15,000 to buy $500,000 to go get this house. So if you look at what you what the cost of the loan is, which is $15,000, and what you make in your portfolio while you let that money sit, which is $40,000, you have now gotten a $500,000 home, and in the process, you have made $25,000 because $40,000 minus $15,000 is $25,000. So that is the power of taking on strategic debt and using financial arbitrage. That is a strategic mindset example. Our mind is a product of our conditioning, so be kind to yourself and approach your thoughts with curiosity, not judgment. Because this is your primal brain. It's called the basal ganglia. Basically, this part of your brain, it keeps you alive. (laughs) Its entire job is to protect you from whatever feels unsafe in the world around you. And because the primal brain is so good at what it does, (laughs) most of us are looking for the right answer to wealth because our brain processes wealth as the safest option and then wants to know the safest route to get to the safest scenario. This is very natural, but there is no right answer. You're going to need a lot of self-awareness. You're going to need a lot of curiosity to find the answer that is best for you. Because although there is no right answer, there is your answer. And that's something that we can discover together. 
Those two skills make this process simpler and so much more fun. So I'm going to leave you with this before we go chat on the next episode. There is no right answer. There is only your answer. There is no right speed. There is only your speed. This is not a race. This is supposed to be fun. Wealth is just a game. And I am so excited that we are going to get to play that game together while we also talk about your business creating predictable profit for you so every door for creating wealth is open to you. That is my goal. And that is why I created this podcast. So thank you so much for taking your time chatting with me today and listening. I'll talk to you on the next episode. This podcast was created for you. So if you have a question around business or wealth, go to rwquestion.com. I am so excited to see it and I may even answer it on the next episode. If this episode sparked a light bulb moment that you want to share with a business friend, hit that share button, text them the link. Sharing episodes with your friends helps the wave of entrepreneurs disrupting the wealth industry go larger. And that is because of you. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.